Hello everyone, this is Malki Asad, a plastic surgery resident, and in this video, I'll be talking about a special and very important topic, which is the interview preparation. I will be going through the questions that I have on my website, The Match Guy. You can go here to The Match Guy, block residency interview questions, or you can go here to the blog and see these over 200 questions that we posted for free for residency applicants. So what I'll be doing in this video is I'll go through the common residency interview questions and I'll give you some tips on how to answer them. So let's start with the most common one, which is tell me about yourself. You'll be probably asked about you, this question in the majority of the interviews that you'll be having. They will ask you that in different format. Tell me about yourself. How would your friends describe you? How would you describe yourself? Three words to describe yourself to somebody else. Tell me about your journey. So all these variations go back to the same question, which is tell me about yourself. In, in my opinion, I think whenever you're going for an interview, you should prepare before. It shouldn't be just spontaneous going to an interview and answering questions. There is always nice to have that spontaneity in, in answering questions, but it's better to be well prepared and keep that spontaneous aspect as well. So my recommendation to be prepared is to start practicing with these questions. You can go to this blog and see these questions and start preparing with them. The majority of the interviews that you'll see in, in, in your interview will be from here because I tried to accumulate all the common interview questions that you might uh, see in your interview. So let's say that you're starting to prepare with the tell me about yourself. The best way, in my opinion, to prepare for the interviews is to start by writing bullet points. So don't prepare the full answer, because if you prepare the full answer, you will be losing this uh, natural response to a question. You will, you will probably seem like a robot reciting an answer, and that doesn't seem... Uh, well when and or not appreciated well when you're interviewing with with the program directors residents or other uh, interview committee members so it's always nice to be prepared but to keep that you're not just reciting an answer that you memorized that's why if you keep bullet points instead of the full answer that will keep that natural response whenever you're answering the question so for tell me about yourself specifically you have to think about the uh, different experiences that you went through, the different uh, aspects of your life that you would like to tell the person you're interviewing with. This is your best shot to sell yourself to the program. So you shouldn't be shy, but also you shouldn't be arrogant or seem that uh, you think you're the best person or best applicant ever. So try to start thinking about what is important about your journey that you want to tell the person you're interviewing with. Is it where you come from? Is it your family? Is it uh, the country you grew up in? Uh, is it the type of medical education you received? Is it your volunteering? Is it your sports, music, research, hobbies? You have to start thinking about all these aspects. And I recommend you write down everything you have in the beginning, in the first stage of your preparation for the interview. Write everything down, every experience you went through, and then start selecting the most important ones. Because a common mistake I see applicants make whenever they're, they're interviewing is that they recite everything they have in their journey and that might take three to four minutes. In my opinion, the best answer should be between one minute, one minute and a half. So you would be giving a concise answer, not a short one that is 10 or 20 seconds, and not a very long one that might be boring for the interviewer. So in my opinion, try to stay within one minute, one minute and 20 second, that, seconds. That would be a good answer. So that's why you need to prioritize things. You can't mention every single detail about every single experience. 
you have if they ask you tell me about yourself this is an open-ended question they it sometimes it's a conversation opener so you have to be concise and to the point so tell me about yourself one way to start is you can uh, say where you're from give a few words about where you grew up if you're for example an IMG you can give an idea about this country you grew up in or something unique about this country if you're from the US you can mention something about the state or the city is it a big city small city uh, kind of just a background about the uh, the experience you, you grew up in the, the family for example are your parents in the medical field what kind of jobs they do just to give the person you're interviewing with a background about yourself and then you can go to your uh, medical school if it was a very tough process you can talk a little bit about that before you go into talking about your medical school experience challenges you went through or type of education you received if you were taking care of so many patients low resourced country or low resourced uh, area you can also talk about these challenges that made you a better applicant always think of every single word you say could be a selling point Every experience that you say could be a selling point. That's why you need to prioritize things and choose the best and the most important aspects of your life whenever you're answering this question. So when you talk that you are taking care of so many patients in a low resource community, you're saying that you're, a competent, you're going to be a competent resident, you've accumulated good clinical skills, and you'll be taking that to your, uh, to your residency. When you're talking about your background, uh, where you grew up, that could be a selling point about you having a diverse uh, background, diverse culture, it's different than everybody else, which is a plus for you. You would bring something new to the program. It could be also a conversation opener to seem that you're a nice person or a person that we can have a conversation with. Doesn't only talk about, I went to med school, I did this research, I did this uh, rotation. So it gives kind of a background about you, a context about who you are as a person. So. Another thing you can cover during your medical school experience if you did away rotations in certain places or what kind of got you in the specialty but be careful you don't go in the details of, of why the specialty because we'll talk about that later and that could be a whole separate question and another extremely important question but you can talk like just kind of the journey step by step how you got here interviewing at this program so you might mention the interest in the specialty you might skip that and go directly to your volunteering experience which you think is important and fits within the story timeline fits within the story overall idea that you want to convey to the interviewer so maybe you mention your volunteering experience like uh, maybe 10 seconds 15 seconds about what kind of experience you got from that uh, what uh, how it changed you as a person how it impacted you regarding the volunteering or if you did research what type of research you did don't go again in the details here you'll be asked about that separately or just give them these highlights. I always call the tell me about yourself is highlights from your life or journey. And then if you wanna, if the interviewer wanna go deeper in that or wanna learn more about that, they can ask you. They, they have the whole time to ask you about the details of each specific experience. But go don't go in the details whenever you're answering the tell me about yourself question. So you can talk about the research you did maybe in, in, again a few seconds uh, where you did that research what type of research you did and how again it made you a better applicant uh, always mention that indirectly for example during my two years of research at this institution I learned how to 
learn uh, how to collect data, how to write manuscript, how to do this type of analysis, which opened my eyes to the field of research and how important it is. In my free time, I like doing this and that. Uh, you can mention some hobbies and again, don't go into details, just highlights from your experience. So this is, in my opinion, how you can cover the tell me about yourself question. You can talk about your background, maybe your family, what got you into medicine or the specialty, your research, your volunteering, hobbies, interests, anything unique about yourself, anything that would help me as an interviewer know more about this person sitting in front of me virtually for this year and hopefully in person in next years. Now let's go to the other important set of questions which relates to the why are you interested in medicine or the specialty? As an applicant to a residency position, you will be probably asked about the specialty much more than medicine. But just prepare an answer if in case you were asked, but you will probably be asked about why are you interested in the specialty uh, more than the medicine in general. So you might be asked why are you interested in the specialty? What do you like about the specialty? Uh, which aspects of the specialty appeal to you? Sometimes they might ask you about which aspect of the specialty do not appeal to you. So always prepare the answers. And again, bullet points, don't recite the answer. Don't have every single word that you're gonna say written, memorize it and go to the interview. No, don't, don't do that. Prepare bullet points and experiences. Avoid in an interview in general, on all the questions that you will encounter on the interview, avoid generic terms. I like medicine, internal medicine because internal medicine is uh, a specialty where you use your, your clinical knowledge with your uh, evidence-based medicine, where you collaborate with teams and it's like generic stuff. These are not wrong. Again, remember in, in the interviews, it's not right or wrong. It's an answer that make you stand out on, or an answer that would actually express who you are as an applicant versus an, uh, an answer that you might find online somewhere and, uh, and you're just reciting it from a website or from somebody that you heard. So in, there, in order to, to be a unique applicant, you need to, to think about all the experiences you got. I have some people asking me, how can I answer this question? The answer relates to you. You have to find the answer. I can give you advice of what points you can talk about, what points would not be ideal to talk about, but at the end, it's you. You have to search in the box of experiences you have of what got you in the specialty and then make a story out of that. And again here, the same idea. Don't go uh, talking about the specialty for, for an hour. One minute, one minute, 20 seconds, I think that would be an ideal time to answer, cover the points and not be too short, not be on the long side. That doesn't mean if you answered the question in 50 seconds that it's wrong, no. If you were able to convey the ideas that you wanna tell in 50 seconds, that's totally fine. But avoid being on the very short end, which is around 20 seconds, and don't go over one minute and a half because that would be considered on the long side. Unless you have a very interesting story to tell. Again, there is an exception for every rule. And if you have a very interesting, compelling story and uh, interest that you're telling the interviewer, that's a different story. But generally, try to stay concise to the point. So what can you mention that got you interested in this specialty? It's always best to mention experiences. So instead of saying, I love the teamwork aspect of internal medicine, you can say during my internal medicine rotation, I witnessed firsthand how the different team members, the medical students, the residents, and the faculty are all working together hand in hand to provide the best care for patients. So instead of saying the generic term, you're reflecting on an experience that you went through, you yourself, during your medical, your internal medicine rotation, and how you found that 
and what why you liked it about the specialty. The same applies to complexity of cases. So instead of saying, I love the complexity of uh, medical pathologies that we saw on the floor, you can say during this rotation, I encountered this and that, and I loved how the different consultants work together to find the diagnosis and the treatment for the patient. So you see the difference between the two, how one is abstract, it's like you are the third, third person uh, uh, separate from the experience, while the second way that I said it, it's you part of the experience. This is something that happened to you and impacted you and that's why you love the specialty. And sometimes it's not easy to find an answer for this question. Why are you interested in the specialty? Because it's a collection of experiences that you went through that now you know you love internal medicine and this is the specialty that you want to pursue. So that's why you need to sit, think about all the experiences that got you in the specialty and then pick the most impactful ones and tell the interviewers about that. Here for this question, which aspects of the specialty do not appeal to you? You have to be very careful about the things that you're going to say because you don't want to say something that is fundamental to the specialty and that aspect does not appeal to you. Uh, in this case, why are you interested in the specialty in the first place? For example, you can say, I don't like uh, the aspect of taking care of patients in internal medicine. That would not be a good answer because this is your job to take care of patients. So you have to think about the aspects of that specialty that would not be a big deal or actually need improvement. Like most people agree that this, this aspect needs to be improved and you can choose that as your answer. Now let's move on to the strength. And this is an important question. It's not as common as the tell me about yourself and the specialty, but it's also a question that you might be asked. You might be asked about this question in multiple formats. What makes you stand out from other applicants? What makes you a unique applicant? List three of your strengths. So all these variations of the question go down to the same question, which is what, what is unique about yourself? What are your strengths or uh, what makes you stand out from other applicants? So they're all going around the same idea. So you have to think of the skills or the experiences that makes you a unique applicant. If somebody asks you, what, why should we choose you? Or why, uh, what makes you stand out from other applicants? Don't start the answer by what makes me stand out from other applicants is, or you should choose me because of. Go directly in the answer because you don't want to seem that you are actually agreeing that you stand out from other applicants. Just go directly in the answer, talk about the skills that is unique to you. For example, if you're a team player, mention a story, a brief story. Don't go in the details of what happened but mention a brief story that tells that you are a team player. Research could be another thing that you can talk about. If you have research skills, you can say during my medical school, I participated in multiple research projects, which gave me exposure to the world of research and how fascinating it is. During that, I learned how to uh, think about projects, how to design projects, how to do the literature review, write manuscripts. And again here, don't go in the details of each strength because you want to mention two to three uh, to three strengths. So you want to give enough time for each experience to be discussed, but you shouldn't go again very long. So try to keep the answer between one minute and one minute and 30 seconds. Another thing you can talk about is maybe a background that makes you unique or stand out from other applicants. For example, if you're someone who grew up in a low resource country or uh, in, in, in a family that doesn't have much exposure to medicine and you made it to through a very tough process that makes you stand out it's an experience that you went through a challenge that you overcame it could be a volunteering experience maybe you went to a country another country and uh, during that volunteering experience you learned so much that could be helpful to the residency uh, program and helpful to you as a person 
So this could make you stand out. What makes you stand out doesn't have to be awards that you won in medical school or something related to medicine specifically. It What makes you stand out is as an applicant, as an overall applicant, as a person from your background, from your volunteering, from your research, from your education. Maybe you have a YouTube channel. Maybe you have courses online. Maybe you have a, a podcast. All these skills makes you stand out and makes you a unique applicant. Let's say you have very high scores in the USMLE. Is that something you can mention as a strength? In my opinion, I don't think you should discuss high scores as a strength of you of yours. Or for example, if you were ranked first in your school as a strength of yours. Because first, these things are very obvious to program directors. They appear very clearly in a separate section in the ERAS application. So this is not something to brag about. This is already there. They already have access to it. So use that opportunity to talk about another skill or another uh, unique aspect about yourself. Second, having high score by itself is not a strength, is not something unique. So always focus on the other aspects that makes you as a person, as a person who's gonna be a doctor taking care of patients, stand out. And along these lines, you might be asked about specific things on your CV. Tell me about your research. Tell me about your volunteering. Tell me about your medical school experience. So be prepared to answer every single question from your CV. Always remember that they have access to your CV and if they ask you something about a paper you listed on the CV or a volunteering experience or any educational experience or anything on your CV and you did not answer very confidently, this is extremely negative. Always remember that you are including things that you are the experts in. Like This is your project, this is your volunteering. So you should always be prepared to answer any question about that. Some might say, well, I had this experience five, six years ago. The answer to here is if you can discuss it very well, don't include it on your CV. It's better not to include an experience rather than including an experience and not be able to talk about it or discuss it. So that's why every single line on your CV is a fair game. I had papers that I put on my CV that were published three years ago, but I read, about, I read these papers again, although I re remember it, it's my paper, it's the paper I wrote, but you might forget some details because after writing 100 papers, you might forget the first paper that you wrote, the, the details of the project. So that's why I, re uh, I reviewed every single paper, I reviewed every single thing I had on my CV because you want to talk about that very confidently, don't seem hesitant or you're not sure what you're talking about. Also here you need to choose the things that you want to tell the program director or the person interviewing you. So this is again an opportunity for you to sell yourself. Don't be arrogant, be humble, but this is an opportunity for you to tell them about your strengths and what make, them, make you stand out. So don't be shy, don't say oh they might think that I'm talking about myself. This is your opportunity to sell yourself. This question and the tell me about yourself question, you have to be very careful in these experiences you choose. You might have five strengths, five unique characteristics about yourself. I don't recommend including all five in every uh, strength question. Maybe choose around three. Uh, again, stay within the time period I recommended, the one minute to one minute and 20 seconds. So you might choose specific strength to program A that might be different from program B. It's you the same. You are the same applicant here and there. However, a program might be focused on research so you can include the research as a strength of your application. And another program might be focused more on volunteering or diversity or uh, having people from di uh, diverse backgrounds or maybe volunteering or your medical school experience. So you have to tailor the experiences that you have already. You're not changing the experience. It's 
you have all these experiences, but you're putting more stress on one or the other based on the program. That's why you have to understand the program you're interviewing with extremely well before you go. You have to understand what they're looking for and see if these things they're, they're looking for is already in your application and stress different par parts of your application based on what the program is looking for, what type of applicant is the program looking for. Now let's move on to your weaknesses. Another question that you might get during the interview is, tell me about your weaknesses or uh, they might ask you about specific weakness on your CV or what would you say that uh, a friend of yours would not like about you. So all these again fall within the same uh, idea about your weaknesses. So if they ask you about a specific weakness on your CV, why do you have a low step one score? Why do you have a gap between medical school and, and uh, applying to residency? You have to prepare the answers for this. I don't know what happened in your life that got you a low score or why you have a step two CK failure or why did you have the gap, but you have to find a reason that makes sense. So if, for example, during your step one preparation, you had a disease or a family member passed away or you had a family problem, you can mention that, but try to focus on the next. So if you had a low score on step one, mention that you worked harder afterwards and got a better score on step two if that was the case. So try to take the focus from why did I get a low score to what did I learn from this and how this made me a better person and a better applicant. And the same applies for the failure to step to CK. So try to focus always on the next, I took step three, I did this, I did this to kind of overcome the challenge of failing step one or step two. For the gap, you have to explain what were you doing from the time you graduated until now, the time you're applying to residency. For example, if you're doing clinical work in your country, that's a legitimate reason. You are not away from your clinical experience and you have a legitimate reason to talk about uh, this gap. This is not actually a gap because you were involved in clinical medicine. If you were sitting home and doing nothing, that might be hard to explain and convince the interviewer that you were still in touch with medicine. Some applicants actually take some years off and do work outside medicine. So they might be consultant for companies or they might pursue degrees or research. So in this case, you have to explain to the interviewer what were you doing and why these experiences made you a better applicant. Again, try to sell yourself and take it from a weakness or oh, that I took, I was away from, from medicine for a long time to a strength that I learned this from, from this consultancy job, that I learned this from research. Uh, being uh, a clinician practicing medicine gave me a great exposure and that will help me during residency. So transform all these uh, weaknesses supposedly as a gap to strength that taught you something. But again, if you were sitting home doing nothing, that's very hard to explain and convince someone that uh, you are working hard or you are still in touch with medicine during these years. Now let's talk about weaknesses. If they kept the question as an open-ended question, what are your weaknesses? So try to avoid, in my opinion, again, to avoid the cliche answers. I'm a person who is detail-oriented. That is my weakness. Or I'm a person who works too much. That's my weakness. So try to mention a weakness that would not be viewed very negatively. That's I, I agree with that point. But also avoid cliches that everyone is using. And some applicants tell me, so what can I say? Well, if I tell you something now in this video, everyone will be using it and it becomes a cliche again. So you have to find in yourself what is a weakness that you worked on as a person and how you are a better person now or what weakness that you need to work on 
for from now until you start residency or for for the next few years again don't choose things that are very negative and might impact your chances of residency but try to find an actual weakness that you have and you're trying uh, to work hard on it and you've uh, you've accomplished something sometimes you might say i had this weakness i'm still working on it i improved a lot but i'm still working on it i'm gonna still continue working on it but try to avoid again negative things that might uh, prevent you from coming going into residency for example i'm a person who who uh, shouts at patients that's that's something negative and you should deal with this problem definitely before you start residency but if you mention that to a program director that would be viewed very negatively so try to find this fine line between something that is actually negative not a cliche but that uh, viewed extremely negative that might uh, decrease your chance of getting the residency position now let's talk about another important question which is why the program this is a question that you might be asked frequently in multiple programs and sometimes multiple times in the same program and you have to prepare the answer based on each program you can't use the same answer for every program why because simply programs are different not every program has the same strength not every program is looking for the same type of applicants not every program offers the same uh, things to to residency applicants so you have to do your research understand the program very well things that every applicant should be looking for is first clinical experience remember residency is a clinical job and when you apply to residency you're looking for that clinical experience so that's why the first thing that you should be on your radar is the clinical experience. So try to read on the website what are the clinical strengths of this program, what are the areas that they uh, have more exposure to, and you can talk about that, how that aligns with your interest, if it aligns with, or definitely with your interest. So clinical, in my opinion, is definitely the most important thing. If you're in surgery, you can talk about the, uh, the autonomy of in the OR, the type of surgical cases they have, uh, how, how many cases they have, for example, at the end of residency, all these things you might uh, find on the website or ask residents. Most programs now are hosting these virtual sessions, virtual meeting greets that you can collect info about the program. So when you ask that question, when you're asked that question, you know how to answer it and you have a clear definition of why you're interested in that program. Again, if you answer generic question, uh, the interviewer will not appreciate that as much as if you're uh, answering specific information about the, web, uh, the, the program. So for example, you can say, I'm interested in this area of medicine and I saw on your website that you have great exposure to this field of medicine and this subspecialty. And I saw that the number of cases that the residents scrub in or if, if they're on the floor, the number of patients they take care of is uh, is extremely high and this can be, give me great exposure. So you have to individualize the answer to that program. So if someone listens to that answer, they know that this only applies to them, not to other programs. You can use some ideas here and there because you are looking for similar things overall, but you can individualize the answer here based on the program and the info you already know about the program. Other things that you might include in your answer is the city. You might have connections to the city uh, because you have a family member who lives there or a spouse or you like the nature or uh, just the vibe of the city. So you can include things about the city. You can talk about research. Research another important part. If they're strong in research, you have certain research interests, that would be perfect. Uh, you can talk how you want to continue your research during that the, the residency and how you want to uh, help with that research program they have 
if for example the type of patients they see you might be interested in patients of diverse backgrounds and this program offers you exposure to that might be specific track for example if they have a rural track that you're interested in that not every program offers this could be a reason why you apply to the program the fellowships afterwards or if they have a, a certain type of fellowship so you have to see all the all the things that you are looking for as a uh, applicant and then match that with the things that they have as a program another important question that you'll be asked during your residency interviews is what are your future goals what are your career goals where do you see yourself in five or ten years what do you want to do after you finish residency in when you're answering this question i recommend you actually give your future career goals don't try to hide what you want to do or say something else give your actual goals but don't differentiate yourself in a way that you only want to do something without the other parts of the specialty you're applying to for example if you want to do endocrinology after internal medicine residency don't convey through your words that endocrinology is the only thing that you're interested in in medicine and you don't care about the other subspecialties the reason is when you're going into internal medicine residency you're going to be doing rotations in cardiology in gi pulmonology so you don't want to convey that you don't care about these and you're only interested in endocrinology if you're applying for general surgery and you're interested for example in bariatric surgery you don't want to convey that you're only interested in bariatric surgery and you don't care about the rest of the subspecialties of general surgery so you want to say that you're interested in all aspects of that specialty you have now interest in for example this subspecialty and you're gonna keep an open mind during residency learn about all subspecialties and then make your final decision during residency so in my opinion that's a more safe option some applicants don't recommend mentioning your interest at all and i don't think it's wrong to mention your your interest as long as you support that with the with the with the idea of you keeping an open mind you're going to be learning about all the subspecialties and uh, your residency training will help you decide or make your final decision about the career goals another point that you might bring up during the future goals or career goals discussion is whether you're interested in academia versus private practice some institutions have very heavy focus on graduating residents with academic focus so if you're interested in academia and you're applying to these programs this is a good point to mention if you're interested in research continuing to do research uh, in being involved in uh, resident education if you want to be helping people in uh, low resourced areas or go back to your country all these discussions can come here you have to again be careful about what you want to mention that wouldn't harm you or wouldn't be viewed negatively another collection of questions that you might encounter during a residency interview is hobbies and interests the interviewer might ask you what do you like to do for fun outside medicine where do you see yourself so always uh, have an answer here don't uh, say i only study medicine i do nothing outside medicine i don't like to do anything for fun because they're interested in an applicant who is a normal person remember at the end of the day they will be spending hours and weeks and months and years actually uh, day and night with you as a person so they want to make sure that they are dealing with someone who is fun who they can have a conversation with so convey your interest convey what you do for fun it might be sport it might be reading books it might be uh, music uh, watching movies so try to mention what are your hobbies and interests and what do you like to do for fun if you like food or restaurants but be careful here because you might get follow-up questions some people make up hobbies and interests just to seem cool 
and in the follow-up question you might be sitting with the with a world expert in 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 music and if you said that you like playing piano and they asked you a question about a piece or something you have to be ready to answer so that's why don't lie never lie on your cv never lie on your interviews be prepared to have a follow-up question in case you you mentioned something here you might be asked about your favorite song your favorite book your favorite movie the last book you read the last movie you watched so here you might have watched multiple movies but during the moment of the interview you might feel stressed and forget what that movie was or you don't know what to answer so that's why i think it's not a bad idea to prepare these questions just to have them in the back of your mind in case you were asked so you don't stress about them at the moment of the interview uh, also prepare a joke prepare something to teach the the uh, the interviewers they might ask you teach me something and it might be a simple thing it might be a word it might be something about the state you grew up in it might be the country uh, that you grew up in if you're an img so be simple uh, this these questions are mainly for fun icebreakers sometimes uh, but they also want to make sure that you're a normal person now let's move on to behavioral questions behavioral questions are viewed by many applicants are one of the most challenging set of questions during a residency interview because you have to deal with experiences that are not as common sense as tell me about yourself or why the program or why the specialty. However, you might not encounter behavioral questions in every single interview. Some interviews might be all behavioral questions. They might ask you one or two of the common questions I was talking about before. And the rest of the questions are all behavioral. Some interviews might ask you one behavioral questions or two or none. So the presence of behavioral questions will depend on the program. But in my opinion, you should be prepared for the behavioral questions, the common questions, and the set of weird questions, as I call them, that you might encounter and be prepared to answer them. So I divided in this blog the behavioral questions into multiple sets. The first one, I call it interactions, uh, where you talk about a negative interaction with a resident, medical student, nurse, or like any person of the medical team. Uh, positive interaction, misunderstanding, uh, situation where you felt not treated fairly, uh, situation where you were unprepared. So all these interactions with team members. I also talked about challenges. For example, tell me about a stressful situation you went through, a challenge that you overcame, uh, and things related to that. So not all of them are related to challenges specifically, but they fall under that category. Uh, we also have here personal attributes. So tell me about a situation where you demonstrated your team player skills or your leadership skills or anything that relates to you as a person and the final one here or actually we have a patient interactions and then general questions which has some weird questions as I called them and uh, some rela questions related to behavioral questions so patient interactions would be like give me uh, tell me about story where a patient impacted you tell me about a positive patient interaction negative patient interaction etc in my opinion, you should be prepared for as many behavioral questions as possible. And once you prepare for all these questions I have here, you can start using these stories to cover a, a similar related question. That's why you should have a collection of these stories. It's a very hard task to come up or remember all these uh, scenarios and situations during the interview for multiple reasons. First, you're stressed. So your ability to remember things is harder. Second, if you might remember an incident, but it might not be the best answer to the question. And the reason for that is you don't want to convey certain traits by just mentioning answers while you're answering something about a positive uh, or negative patient interaction. You don't want to say, for example, that 
uh, you forgot uh, to do something that somebody asked you to do. You don't want to mention that you did a mistake if you didn't have to. Like if you, if the question asks you, tell me about a mistake, you have to answer that the question. But if you were asked about something else and now you're conveying a weakness because this is the thing that you remember and after you started talking, I was, oh my God, now I mentioned this and I can't back out. So here comes the, the role of preparation because when you prepare, you know what to mention and the ideas and the learning points or maybe you can choose the right answer, an answer that doesn't convey a negative thing, but there might have been a better answer to convey a better story about yourself. Always remember, every question could be a selling point, could be a way for you to tell about your skills, your experiences. Maybe your research did not come in the whole interview, and now through a positive patient interaction, a patient you consented, you can talk about your research. Or uh, if they ask you about a misunderstanding, you can mention that during my research time, and this, this, and this, and then you can tell the story, and people know, oh yeah, he did research. He, we know something extra about that applicant. So that's why, in my opinion, you should prepare as many behavioral questions as possible, as many collection of stories and interactions and situations as possible. And I try to make this blog as comprehensive as possible. There is a ton of questions here that you can start thinking about. Uh, make it again as bullet points. Don't write down the answer word by word. Mention, for example, if it's positive patient interaction, Mention the, the bullet points that you can start with to tell the story instead of writing the, the story word by word. And for these behavioral questions, I have a strategy to, to tackle them or to approach them. The first is to think about the background. What is the background of this problem? Let's take, for example, tell me about an angry patient here. Tell me about a situation where you had to deal with an angry patient. Let's take this as an example. We have a background of the story. You want, you want to tell a story? and this is the, to answer the question that they're asking you here. So let's take uh, a rotation in the ED, as you, you are a third year medical student, a rotation is in the ED is the background of the story. So while uh, on my ED rotation as a third year medical school, uh, student, I was uh, encountered with an angry patient. So this is kind of the background of the story, ED rotation, uh, in this hospital, you can mention the name of the hospital, and now you're dealing with an angry patient. Then you can start talking about the problem. What is the problem here? So yeah, I know that we have an angry patient, but give me more details of the problem itself. So you can say we had uh, multiple, uh, so many patients at that uh, in, in that night and we were short staffed. So there were so many patients waiting in, in the ED. One patient felt that they were waiting for a very long time and the patient start, started shouting. So I was at the time in the ED and I was asked to go and talk to this patient. So I went to, to talk to this patient and the patient was extremely angry that they were waiting for three hours. Nobody, uh, after the initial screening, nobody came and talked to them more. And here you have to start talking about the, uh, the solution and what you did to solve this problem. You can go more a little bit into the details of the problem itself, but try to focus more on the solution and the learning point. So in my opinion, the, the approach to tackle these questions is to talk about the background, the problem, what is happening here. The patient here is angry. They're waiting for multiple hours in the ED. Uh, after the initial screening, nobody came and saw them. Now it's your, your, uh, your approach and how you solve the, the scenario here in this case. So you went as a medical student, I went and I talked to the patient. The patient was still shouting. 
uh, was not able to listening to me. I tried to calm the patient down, explain to them that after the initial screening, we were triaging the patients because there are patients in more critical situations. Uh, some of them uh, were in risk of dying. So that's why we needed to uh, focus more on, on those patients at that time. The idea of triage, uh, trying to prioritize the injuries and then we will see that patient. So with multiple times of trying to explain and convince the patient, the patient calmed down and was able to understand that there were more critical cases uh, going on and we will try to get back to the patient as soon as possible. So here I approached the case that I was trying to listen to the patient, see what their problem is, explain that we're having more critical cases and we'll get back to this patient as soon as possible. So this was my solution. And then I always focus to talk about the learning point. Even though if you're not asked, what did you learn from this? I think it's a cool idea to mention, what did you learn from this experience? To see how you as a person can take challenges, can take negative interactions and make something positive out of it. You can say at the end, and from this experience, I learned that sometimes we need to explain to the patients why they're waiting. If we as healthcare providers or as a, me as a medical student went to this patient uh, before the patient became angry and explained to them that we are behind now because we have more critical cases. We apologize for this delay and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. The patient might not have been angry if they had that expectation or somebody talk, went and talked to them. So that's why me as a medical student, I think we should try to uh, improve our patient, our patient interaction, try to explain to our patients as much as possible to improve their satisfaction and uh, with our healthcare. So something like that, you don't have to answer in that exact way, but I'm just giving an example of how you can tackle this question. If you have that strategy, when you're solving these questions or thinking about these questions at home before the interview, and you have this strategy, thinking about the background, about the problem, about the solution, and what did you learn? I think that will help you answer most of these questions easily. Another point that I wanted to discuss here is to try to choose the experiences that relate to the specialty that you're applying to. So for example, if you're someone who's applying to general surgery, instead of mentioning an experience of somebody in DED, an angry patient in DED, think of an experience of a patient who's angry after surgery to kind of confirm that you did a general surgery rotation, your experience with the general surgery population. The same applies for internal medicine. If you wanna mention an angry patient on the floor, you can hear also uh, say that during my internal medicine rotation to confirm that you're interested in that specialty, you know the patient population, you know how to handle situations on the floor. So try to choose the experiences that relate to the specialty. So if you're someone applying for general sur surgery, try to include as many surgical cases, as many uh, patient interactions in surgery as possible. It's fine if you don't have everything in surgery, but try to include as many surgical cases in case you're applying surgery, and that applies to all specialties. For the behavioral questions, you might be asked about, tell me about the situation where you had to deal with an angry patient. So they're asking you about a story that you went through, but you might also be asked, what would you do if you had an angry patient? So definitely the second question is easier than the first question because you don't have to talk about a story, but be prepared for both scenarios. If you're prepared for the first one, you would be able to answer the second scenario uh, easily because it's just how to deal with the angry patient. But always prepare as many stories as possible. Be prepared to answer these questions I have here because these will cover the majority of the behavior questions that you will encounter on your residency interview. There is another set of questions that you might encounter which do not fall under the general questions or the behavior questions. 
and they're kind of weird questions that might not relate specifically to medicine but they want to see your answer to see how you think as a person you know outside the answering clinical questions or things relate to uh, clinical scenarios or why your specialty why the program one of the common ones is if you had to pick a superpower what would that be so be prepared for these questions try to like look at the questions i have here but also be prepared to answer questions that you've never seen so use these as a way to think quickly in case you would encounter with something like that in the interview and see what how, what and what do you come with an answer you might be asked about what's your spirit animal what's your favorite tree so these type of questions might surprise you during the interview but now after listening to this video don't be surprised if you are asked about something that is totally out of the blue be prepared to answer on the spot prepare in like prepare some of these questions i have here but because the range of these questions is extremely wide it's very hard to narrow them in a specific like a blog or or anything because it could be literally anything so for these try to uh, increase your skills of how to answer questions of the spot that doesn't necessarily relate to medicine and finally that is not included in this blog but i sent it in an email to those who subscribe to our blog so if you want to subscribe to our blog you can either go to the bottom of the blog and send us your email here or uh, you can subscribe in here and i will send you an email with a list of questions that you can use when asked do you have any questions for me usually most residency interviews end with this question do you have any questions for me do you want to any, know anything more about the program and don't say no i don't have any questions always ask something and the trick about these questions is to ask an insightful question don't just ask things that you can find online so that's why reading the program knowing the program is extremely important because if the information is already on the website there is no point of asking about it again that's why you need to think about these questions that first help you to answer certain questions about the program because remember if you're receiving multiple interviews you'll have to rank these programs at the end you have to choose which programs will rank first which programs will rank second third and so on so you need some info to help you decide so use these questions as an actual opportunity to learn about the program but also to show your interest in the program and show what are what your interests are in the first place so for example if you're interested in research you can ask something about research so the person interviewing you would think oh yeah that person is interested in research because they asked me about research and the same applies for clinical and everything else so the way to ask these insightful questions is to learn something about the program from the website from the interview from the morning session and ask a follow-up question so you can say i read on the website that you have research related to this and this can you please tell me more about this and then they can go more in details of that the same applies for clinical i saw that you have this type of rotation during this year can you explain more about this and then you, they can talk more about that so you're following up about information that is already there and you're you're going deeper you want to know more about that specific detail so that can tell a little bit about yourself tell that you already uh, did your research and you want to know more about the program some questions that would apply to all programs uh, what would you say are the strength of this program is there anything that you'd like to improve uh, has there been any changes based on the resident feedback and there is a list of over 100 questions that i'll send you i'll send to you if you subscribe to our blog through here and i'll leave also the link to subscribe in the description of this video this brings us to the end of this video if you need any help with your interview preparation make sure to check out our interview preparation packages 
in which we do one-on-one -on -one sessions. We start the session by having you as the interviewee ask you questions as if you are in an interview for half of the session. Usually it's an hour session. So during the first half, we do one-on-one mock interview. So we ask you questions as if you are in the interview and the other half would be the, uh, dedicated for feedback. So we give you feedback on your performance, how you can answer certain questions better, where did you do well, where, where you can you improve. And most of our packages have multiple hours so we can cover the common questions, behavioral questions, the questions that you can ask us and do multiple rounds of uh, mock interviews and feedback. As I said, the questions in this blog will cover the majority of the questions that you will encounter on your residency interview, but always be prepared to get an, a question that you did not prepare for. So prepare as much as possible, but also be prepared to get some questions that you did not prepare. I wish you best luck on your interviews, on your residency journey, and I wish you here the good news uh, in March of 2022 and for future years for those listening to this video after this match cycle. If you have any questions, make sure to leave them in the comments below or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Malki Asad, my Facebook page Malki Asad MD or my website thematchguide.com. Thank you everyone so much for watching and see you in future videos.